Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your by nature slaughtered by Harmon. <laughs> greetings and welcome to a saturday edition of the shotgun start it is july 22nd andy how we doing brendan i'm doing okay i uh i'm feeling the effects of sleep deprivation oh, i know i uh i was walking out of my house yesterday and i hit my head on the door like <laughs> Really rung my bell. Cuss yourself. <laughs> I was a little worried about that. I don't know. The door kind of stuck. Are you gonna put you in protocol? Are you done? Smoked my head. My daughter's worried because I got like a a mark on my head. She's like, a "Oh, knot, did you yeah. did you uh, did you did you fall down?" Kind of. <laughs> yeah, we're getting through it. Saturday, the open's progressing. You know, we've had the blowout. We've had the head, the bell run here in two days. We're getting through the week uh, with with minor events. It could be worse. Um, I woke up early, early-ish, not like the first two days. And I think I, I just, I was like, oh, I'll take over Friday Twitter. I think I had the most eventful stretch, just kind of the inanities and odds and ends of the early the frog delay, uh, earliest waves, <laughs> the frog delay. I mean, it, I, we're generally not prone to run into run to animal content as a highlight, but that was among the uh, among the more amusing, you know, starts and stops of the morning. John Rahm's big charge, but as we uh, sit here Saturday night, I don't think people need now. Are we if we go fifty five minutes? We're canceling the podcast. I'm sorry. What? This is this can what be. What if a, we what if we done. get a good conversation going? That's all this the is about. The shotgun start is over. <laughs> this is you know. I'm sorry to any outstanding sponsors for the rest of the year or anything, but but we're oh, done. Oh, you're thinking thinking the partners first. That's very Jay Monahan. <laughs> thinking about the partners first. Very Jay Monahan of you. Our, our fans as well. I apologize. Uh, our fans quote. Um, Brian Harmon's your leader. He's 12 under. He's five shots clear of Cameron Young, who posted a five under 66. Harmon posted a two under 69. Uh, that was more than enough to keep that cushion that he had uh, yesterday. I guess he shrunk by a shot. In the middle there, first five, six holes, it uh, was going the wrong way. Looked like it could get three, two. Looked like, you know, Rob might be even potentially your leader. Who knew how this was going to shake out? But he responds in a big way with birdies at five and nine to get back to 10 and then adds to it on the back nine. He's your leader. I think we'll probably be talking more about him on Sunday. Um, impressive kind of fight back in a group where uh, he was getting quite tepid applause. I'm not here to bash the English golf fans. Uh, we have to hear nonstop about how it's the most educated fan and all that stuff uh, over there. And I, I don't, you know, I don't quibble or, or discredit that but 
not a lot of enthusiasm for Brian Harmon out there when he was hitting some good shots and making birdies. A little tepid, tepid claps. And they had Fleetwood there as, a, as an opposing force. So you can understand it. I blame Tommy Fleetwood for this. Actually, can I restate that? Opposing force is far too uh, complimentary to whatever Tommy Fleetwood did today. He was a passenger. But yes, go ahead. For the fans, maybe. Everybody was talking about, and I should have seen right through this. I, I apologize to you, the listeners, and, and you, Brendan. Everybody okay. talking about how this was going to be a big deal that Fleetwood played his way in. And it was like, what what in the weekend history of Tommy Fleetwood's career when he's in the in the mix in contention would point to him pu- applying pressure in this situation and i think it was probably the worst thing that could have happened for this tournament was fleetwood being in the final group and having the weight of the opportunity to win an open near his home like a home game situation i think that was a, it was a disaster for the tournament and it also worked right into harman's favor in the sense of like, this is a guy that has a chip on his shoulder. I think that people don't necessarily like him because he's just like kind of nobody expects me to be, you know, a good player type guy. Like he's like your, I don't know. He's like your Duke point guard kind of mold, right? Oh God. Where he's, he slapping the floor. Yeah. But like, you know, that's part of what makes him right is he's, he's an underdog and he got thrown into an underdog situation he made a couple bogeys. And I think obviously the benign conditions, like if you want ideal chaser conditions, ideal chaser conditions are are bad, bad conditions where you can play a great round and really separate. And I think like by the conditions being the way they were, it gave Brian Harmon a little bit of a cushion where he played poorly, but mm-hmm. it didn't get out of hand and he was able to right the ship feel his way into the round and, and really get into a groove. Whereas like if the, if the weather was a little bit tough, it's harder to kind of like when, when you get off center to get it back on, I imagine that's the same as like sailing. It might be hard if it's really windy, if you lose control to get it back. I don't know. I'm I, are we doing sailing? I don't know. I'm just, I'm doing a little analysis here. First thing about sailing. I don't know anything about it, but I imagine that's probably a similar situation, right? And I think, um, you know, I thought Fleetwood really, it it just showed he was uncomfortable in the moment today. And um, there were just, listen, it's hard. It's hard to win majors. It's hard to string together three great rounds at, at, at Hoylake. I think like, one thing today that I was super impressed by was how the golf course, you know, despite being very, very gettable, um, held its own. And like, you had to play really great to shoot really great scores, right? Like 69, 68 were very available today, but it was very hard to go super low. The thing that stuck out to me was in sort of just building off that point is, like you still had that control you talked about yesterday. Like you still kind of, ha- you, you, you had to have that. It's not like to shoot that 65, shoot that 66, like control still won the day. You could not be sloppy, but there were birdies chances there. It's just that the same sort of skill and the same sort of attributes were required for it, that there were, you know, even on a tougher day with like a left win like yesterday. Um, and we saw that a bit from Cam Young and certainly from John Rom. Harmon's your leader. He's 12 under. Fleetwood, 
I mean, I could see him. He's not tomorrow's when he's going to shoot 64 or something. Oh yeah. Lose by like two or three or whatever. And and, the legend of Fleetwood will grow, you know, (laughs) third, the last group, but impressive stuff. Armin. I I think you're right with the kind of chip on your shoulder. Everybody's cheering for him. I think, I think Cam Young's a tough final pairing. Unlike, unlike what happened transpired today. Why Cam Young is a tough pairing is because of the power. Because there is intimidation with Cam Young, right? He can hit shots. Like, I don't think Brian Harmon stood across the tee and looked at Fleetwood and said, you know what? That guy can do things I can't do. Tomorrow with Cam Young, there is that aspect. Now, I'm not saying he's five shots back and probably should be like three based off the way he played. He played sensational obviously got the really really bad break with the flag stick but like cam young he looks great the the swing looks great um this should be pretty much playing himself and he's a lock for the Ryder cup now i you know if he if he puts together a decent round tomorrow i don't think there's any way you leave him off um and uh i i Lock is a dangerous term. I don't disagree with you, but we'll do a Ryder Cup discussion later. But seems to be like, a hot topic. I couldn't believe that every golf, what, every golf writer wrote JT yesterday. What's the weight you're going to sign? I'm just telling you the Ryder Cup's in September. It ends in October 1st. The picks are in September. Are you going to remember Cam Yun finishing with a solid T2? Or like, swear to God, like what weight would you give more? That T2 or Justin Thomas went in the 3M? sod farm i think it sounds like he's playing the next two weeks uh, what, what would you give more weight yeah the the 3m if he won that next week the open. versus cameron cameron young right exactly a second place so i don't know we'll see I, I don't know if he's a lock but i do think he if he starts firing darts in the way that he did there on the front nine like you said that's a thing that can kind of get Harmon thinking about more than what he himself, his own, his own kind of operation and apply pressure right in his face. So um, should we do a little contender pretender then while we're here, while we're talking about, you know, can anybody chase Harmon? He's five, five clear of young six clear of John Rom. I, I feel going- like it's Rom is your last spot, right? Okay. Like that's, I mean, yeah, <laughs> What are we, what are we assigning? The weather seems like it's going to be very similar to today. What are we assigning yeah. the? I think the the way you can go about this process is what are we assigning the worst possible outcome for Harmon to be? For Harmon, I know. Is it seventy four? <laughs> I think you saw a little bit of eighteen. What's going to happen when there's real big numbers in play? I mean, he bailed left. Yeah. I think it's probably going to happen at three tomorrow. I mean, that's I mean, that's shocked. what uh, affords you what you've afforded yourself when you've played such good golf is yeah. the ability so do, to do that. Seventy four sounds like the upper upper edge. Like and you're three three bogeys, no birdie round. Like is that in him? That would be painful to watch. By the way, because we'd see them. all of them. No birdies seems hard to envision, but conditions, I guess, could suddenly shift it doesn't seem like that's gonna happen all right let's just so, use 74 as the placeholder as like that the worst case scenario and him to nine and the likely scenario is even par i think that's fair all right so if he shoots even par 
who can who can catch him legitimately? John Rahm would have to shoot um, sixty five. What do you sixty five? Yeah, he shot sixty three today. So, I think Rahm. Do you think Antoine Rosner has a 60, <laughs> 64 in him? Big twad. Um, no. Se- septic tank might. Septic tank is flashing. Birdie machine. He is. He just, he's just got to coach away the bogeys. <laughs> the tank is just, he's a machine. Just pouring them in. Red numbers galore. I'll tell you that what. He might, Ryder Cup. Of all the players in this field, I think I've been most impressed with Septic Tank. Oh, come on. on. Serious. <laughs> I, I, believe, I, I believe that Brian Harmon... Like, I've seen Brian Harmon contend at a major before. Yeah. The Septic Tank yeah. has been eye-opening. I mean, he's flashing elite, elite traits. He's on a heater right now. And I guess this is, you're saying he's a lock for the Ryder Cup. He is. But as we've seen with the septic tank, the tank can get full real <laughs> fast in a hurry and start, you know, clogging up. And over, like he comes and goes in big, big ways. And when you're talking about September 27th, what we're watching here could be a very different scenario. Anyways, it'll be, I mean, he's in, he's in the writer. Listen, so. we might remember this week as the septic tanks coming out party when we go back on it in, in history. Be like, this is what launched one of the most dominant careers in the history of golf. When we all kind of shunned whatever indoor plumbing or, uh, you know, more conventional plumbing being hooked up to the, the maintenance lines. We, we all became septic tank enthusiasts. Man. All right. Tough um, tough break. Say, the open leaderboard just went down. Oh, I was going to say. I don't know what I'm going to do. Scrapped out for me. NTT data is on the fritz. The data wall like. is back. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think it goes beyond ROM. I don't. Ho- Hovland would have to shoot 64. And, and well, uh, we've got what and, sets up to be one of the uh, one of our favorite things in golf media. What's that? The question. You know, if Rory goes out in, in 28. Uh, can I just say I switched over to the PGA Tour leaderboard and it has Brendan Todd leading the Open right now. What? So that one's on the fritz as well. All right. That's on the fritz. If Rory goes out in 28. We're having to persevere here. Yeah. Well, if, if, if uh, Rory goes out in 28, he'd still only be, he'd only be two back. Uh. So everybody's a pretender after John Rahm and Cameron Young. Yeah. Is that what we're saying? Okay. So let's address some of these pretenders. Uh, it was out there. There was ability to go to, I don't know, you don't have to shoot 63, but shoot 66, shoot 65. I enjoyed Smiley Kaufman, who was walking with Rory's group, said Rory could be six, seven, even eight under by now. They were standing on the ninth tee. I think Smiley was suggesting he could have been eight under through eight. And uh, I guess that's like realistic. Like, you know, uh, it could have been a lot better. I think this was another sort of putting frustration. Like we saw at St. Andrews, like we saw at LACC. Uh, He hit the ball really well at the start of the round and then just couldn't get anything out of it. Um, He skipped media. I have some issues with that. I think. You know, Tiger talked every after every every round. I don't think Rory has to live up to that standard, um, but 
I don't know. I think you should talk at the majors if you're like a superstar player. Uh, I'm not going to be an old school media fuddy-duddy that like demands his time, but I don't know. Can't just skip out. Looks like Spieth skipped out too. Um, I would have liked to hear from them, you know, as as banner carriers of the game, but they did not play their best today, and hence they're I, out of it. Yeah, I would, I would, uh, I would intervene here and say that Rory played um, phenomenally from tee to green. I mean, yeah. he did everything. I think that I think the aspects of golf where you don't really think he was exceptional. He was, you know, I think that's the thing that to me is developing. And, and it's very similar to the Fleetwood thing where I think there was a real weight. I think there's been a real weight the entire week for Rory. Um, and he's first in strokes gained off the tee. He's fifth. Yeah. And strokes gained approach. And and to have those statistics, you know, absolute dominant play from T to green and to be in a, what, 11th? I, I can't look at the exact. He's nine shots back. Nine, nine shots, shots back, back in 11th place is, is just, it's brutal. And I think like, listen, like the putting, it was, it was ugly. It was, it wasn't. It wasn't, I don't think he was hitting good putts. Like, you know, good putts look like they're going in. I, you know, he set up on that one on 17. The second he hit the putt, you knew it wasn't going in. You know, I think he hit some okay putts in the first five to six yes. holes. And then it got in his head when they weren't going mm-hmm. in. And then it was, he was pissed. He was frustrated by it. Not in his head. And I think like the, I, I you know, listen, I'm not like trying to characterize myself as, as someone like Rory. Right. But like, Something like in my competitive career, I struggle with was was putting. Um, and I think like the more you think about it, the worse it gets. And I think that's where he's at, especially in these high leverage moments in major championships. Because we saw last week the Scottish Open in the final round, he made putts. This was not an mm-hmm. issue. Yeah, this isn't the, the like issue, a, a shuffler type thing. The issue pops up in these big moments with it, and there needs to be some sort of freeing. It's almost like he's using the wrong part of his brain on the putts, like where it's it's very like there's a, a part of your brain that's used for like analyzing, and it's almost like he's there as opposed to the, the part of the brain more the I believe it's more the back part of your brain where you're just allowing things to happen. He's thinking about speed. He talked about how pace he thought was an issue at LA, but like you can't think you can't think about speed, you know? Like you just got to hit the putts and let them go. He's 111th in strokes game putting. You talked about obviously his for the championship. I think he was 65th out of whatever there were, 75 that made the cut for today. Um and as you said, he's first and off the team, fifth in approach. So having a great week Tita Green. Um, probably another, yeah, another year, another summer without, without a major. He earned a, earned a spot, uh, a pairing with grumpy Grio. I was like, who's, jeez. Um, any other people that sort of, I don't want to say disappointed you, just didn't pull it together when they had it, when they had a course in front of them where it was possible. I mean, I don't think so. I, I didn't have high expectations for Jordan Spieth. Um, You know, I Homa. What about Max? I again, kind of again, like just him being uh, involved is a win. 
right? Yeah, it's an improvement. Yeah, it's a step, step up in the progression. So you start to look at it, and it's like I think like uh, you you Fleetwood and Rory are the ones that really stand out, um, and then the way you know Jason Day and 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 Straka. Like I'm I'm disappointed that Jason Day. I mean, he 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 got off to a gangbuster start, and then he just put it in in reverse. I mean, he played played the back nine one over, you know, two par fives. He couldn't get a birdie. Two par fives and a par three that was about as docile and tame as par as a par three can get in seventeen. You're talking about the new explosive, yes. dramatic howitzer of a par three. What a, what a built for this moment. What a Same. you know it's it's pretty easy to design a short par three with uh, that that provides drama when you when you've got a twenty five mile an hour wind you can do just about anything and it'll be interesting when somebody's got to hit a wedge in, in twenty mile an hour winds but it's another thing to design one that's that's fascinating and you know just a, a flat dome green didn't do it imagine that yeah like no nooks was the worst score bogey yeah a couple birdies you know just kind of everybody threw it on there and two putts yeah everybody threw it passive it tried to spin it back yeah i mean you saw brian Harmon. brian Harmon hit hit it 10 yards long you know yeah a great short par three if you hit it 10 yards long you're dealing with like real issues like i a good example and i you know i I apologize because most a lot of people probably haven't played this hole but the sixth hole at national golf links is a phenomenal short par three and it's got this giant hump in the middle of it, similar to like um, LACC. Right. And if you mm-hmm. bail on the short pin, I, I've been, I laid up on a putt. I like laid up to 10 feet. I was like, I, I had 20 feet. I laid up because yeah. I knew if it didn't go in, it was going off the green. That that's a cool short par three. Like this short par three is not great. Because you could, it's just like it, once you hit the green, it's over. There's no interest in it after the green. The great short par threes separate really great shots from average ones. And this one, if you hit a good shot, you're rewarded. Yeah, there's no real, like, not a lot of internal sort of contour or anything going on there. It's, it's, yeah and it's like super saying. fun like when it's really yeah, windy it and like cool. it, it gets blown around but like if it's not windy there's zero interest in the hole anything else about the course um that stuck out to you today this was probably as easy as it'll get we may have something comparable I mean, tomorrow but you know we got so- rains early that softened pins you know less tucked than they have been and the bunkers more benign and wind was negligible listen like i think like the thing that continues to stand out is the 18th hole right and if we could get a situation where cam young gets it to one to two shots even and and you're on the 18th hole i mean like honestly like with the where we are in the tournament it feels like if we can get that scenario to play out it's a huge win because you'll get that that drama that you build you watch an entire round of golf. You watch an entire tournament of golf for those high leverage moments. And the 18th hole, if it matters, is the highest leverage moment there is. Because then all of a sudden, Brian Harmon might think twice about just bailing left all the way down the hole. You know, uh, if yep. if if that's the case, and you might see Cameron Young have a chance to 
to match him, right? Yep. Uh, one thing Harmon won't have to think twice about is his waterproofing and windproofing. That's right. Um, and that comfort out there. Because as you saw today, as he kept his lead and put a chokehold on that lead, fought back, he was doing it in a nice, nifty, lightweight, groovy uh, little uh, lightweight, lightweight ZR. Zero I saw a lot of guys flipping, flipping between. Oh, bouncing r- around. Rag- oh, yeah. He appeared to have the perfect layer. You know why? There aren't many companies, if any, that provide as many layering options as zero restriction. They have got they've got your lightweight stuff that's perfect for like a central California morning in the summer or a fall day in the in the Midwest. You know, they have their heavier stuff that's good for a late fall day in the Northeast or the fall uh, Midwest or the UK. Um, and then it's, they've got like the stuff that you want to wear in the winter. They got all. They've got levels of uh, layers. Yep. Levels of layers. This is their specialty. They've been grinding. This has been their focus for year decades, I should say. Uh, But they're, they're diversifying. I'm kind of interested. I I love this Redford jacket. That's at the top of their new arrivals page. It's got the snap button down breast pocket. Um, But Harmon was dialed in. He did, you know, he showed up in this morning, you know, they had the locker room cam walk from the parking lot. He showed up in that pullover, and that thing never came off. He was he was steady Eddie all the way through, while other guys were on, off, and all this other stuff. Um, you can use the promo code SGS30 at zerorestriction.com, and you will get 30% off. You can also do that at bdratty.com. They're part of the same Summit uh, Golf Brands family that have supported our work since, it, since our inception. Good friends of the program. Uh, Dratty has some new hoodies out that look really, really good. I saw Zach Blair was kind of showing them off on Instagram uh, yesterday. Looked really good. So I think it was the cool hoodie or something. Uh, Check those out. Use the promo code SGS30 at bdratty.com as well. Thanks to them for their support. Uh, What else do you want to clean up here on Saturday? John Rahm. I think. Yeah, it was a great. I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you think there'll be more cameras following Rory or John Rahm, Rahm tomorrow? I think there'll be a few more on John Rahm. See, but that's what this takes care of it. Play, played great. He's oh, going to have way were, more attention. Uh, I think you were being dismissive of the work he's done to I'm not, this point. I'm not being dismissive. T- talking about if whether he should have as many cameras. I don't think he should have, you know, he doesn't have golf pass and all this other stuff to live up that's to, right. uh, you know, obligations. But I mean, he's been you know, arguably the best player in the world the last three, four years. You know what? And, and I just, what Rom hasn't done, done enough. What? He never had a podcast with Carson Daly. That's the big, <laughs> big difference. That's the separation there. That's why one pops and the other doesn't. It's the Carson effect. Um, he was great. I watched him from T shot. One looked like, again, just total control. And but it, you know it looked like it was going to be another round where he shot like sixty nine or seventy one just because every putt was kind of burning the edge. He was pissed. He was incredulous about it. But literally every it just felt like every shot was like walking it out there and putting it where he wanted to be through the first five holes. And we're talking, you know, he mishit one at three, but he was fine because he took a short club there on the corner. Um, just everything looked good, and then he kicks it into overdrive. Uh, got some good wins like. Win from behind. He played in this nice little stretch where, you know, there wasn't a ton of wind all day, but it was a wind at your back on the back nine there as opposed to off the left um, that we saw on Friday. And he used it to his advantage, kind of murdered the back nine. Came in, I think it was 30, right? Came in in 30. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, 
I, I think he's got to given himself a chance, but again, it's six shots. So, um, anything on Rom? Anything else on Rom? Just the, the, that control that that we talked about was what stuck out to me. Yeah, and I think I think this is the the difference. I think you know from Fleetwood to Rory, um, the thing he got going, he got some putts to go. And it, it big way, and they feed it feeds on uh, on things, right? And I think that's the the big difference, right? Is that the as soon as the floodgates opened, he was off and running, and like, I mean, what a win this would be if he could do something like shoot sixty five tomorrow, and he goes sixty three, sixty five to win an open. I mean, it sets up for it, like a, a legendary win, right? Yeah, and it would bookend against coming from the absolute brutal draw he got at the Masters mm-hmm. to win both sides of the majors this year. I mean, he, he came through in that one in a big way and from a bad draw. And if you go 63-65, that would be another kind of all-time win yeah. for sure So as in a season. I think like that's the, the real interest there, right, is is you, you want to like talk about Wall of Fame wins, right, where you're, yep. you know, there aren't many performances like it that that would be something else and obviously he's uh he's paired with Hovland which you know i think it's probably just a little bit too far for Hovland right yeah i agree i agree but again um, what a year for Hovland from like not doing much of anything in majors to this it's really every, really great so really good step up for him um, I think that's it. Do you want to talk about Ryder Cup tr- debates? This sort of this with with the Open. I wouldn't say it's been bad, but it's not been good. It's lacking juice. I would say well, I, I've enjoyed Royal Brian, Liverpool. Brian Harmon is is rocking the baby right now, yeah. and it's like that's it, that's literally going to open it up. I you could tell. I mean, they got they compared Harmon to Novak Djokovic on the on the telecast or Nadal. <laughs> One of the two. I miss that. <laughs> they're I completely that. they're completely out of Harmon bullets. They've used that's it. That's well, an interesting day to that's do an it. They gotta, they... Piece for tomorrow is that this everyone. I'm I'm game not gonna lie. I'm game. out of Harmon bullets. Everybody's out that's of Harmon bullets. Nobody expected yeah. this to be here, whether it's on social media or whatever. It is. Everybody's expended their chamber of, of bullets, and it is. It's going to be a dire situation tomorrow. So people are using the open as a proxy to have Ryder Cup discussion, and we always do the Ryder Cup stuff in a Ryder Cup year. Um, in recent years, it felt like the roster has been more or less set. This year, there's. It's quite in flux. The old school sort of Ryder Cup debate of you know past decades is really back because there's some real intrigue. Um, Justin Thomas seems to have been a fixture. Obviously, on the European side, you've got <laughs> Burley boys like the Septic Tank play. Shout out to Wordle. The Wordle uh, clue last yesterday. You know what that was? It was Burley. We got a lot of messages about that. Uh, immediate, you know, a lot of Oklahomans messaged in like Wordle was just a treat this morning for me because I won it with Burley. Um, you got Septic Tank. Playing really well. Is Alex Fitzpatrick played him himself into the right? So any anything's in the realm of possibility. It's just think about that Fitzy Fitzy pairing could get could get mad his first win in the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Um, Nikolai's playing well this week. You've got Vinny Norman over in Barracuda. Oh come well. on, but, get out of here with the Candy Man. 
Well, I think obviously Justin Thomas bombed out. It became a big point of discourse. Kevin Van Valkenburg from No Laying Up wrote an article. Everybody, a lot of people wrote Justin Thomas. Paolo wrote it for ESPN. The Athletic had an article. And this is, yeah, this is not a critique of them. This is like, they're our friends. We're just, we're reading the work. And like, this is what we talk about with them at the bar and the media center is this kind of thing. So we're bringing it up. So I they think that's I, that's obviously the hot topic. Um, Justin Thomas, who I think best finished with what, T76 at the PGA, something along those lines in a major. That sounds. Um, and in jeopardy of missing the playoffs, the FedEx Cup playoffs, because it's only the 70 spots. And, you know, currently, I think he's 13th in the Ryder Cup standings. And all almost all of that, came from a um, win at last year's PGA. So, you know, 16 months ago, a win or win 14 months ago. Um, So I think that that's the real question. And you start to look at the names and, and especially with Brian Harmon, Brian Harmon wins this. He's in there's you, you don't win a major, the most recent major and don't make the team. So then you start to, and, and you look at Cameron Young, Cameron Young, who's, who's, Second, has frankly like played better golf in majors than JT, even with a, a swoon. Like JT had a has a win, but now we're seeing Cameron Young is contending for the third time in the last two years. Right, almost won the PGA that JT won. Um, almost won the Open last year, and now this. Like, I I think he's pretty much in. He's already tenth in points. Like he's going up after this week. And like you get to the point of so you got your lock like left? to me the locks are Scotty Wyndham Clark Brooks Kepka Xander Shoffley Cantley Homa Keegan Bradley Jordan Spieth's not not getting picked Keegan's a lock he's seventh in points you on points yeah what yeah, say just, he bottoms out to questions. nine I just don't understand how you cannot pick somebody if they're ninth in points right right. right. I I, um, I don't know. I, I agree. It's a very compelling argument if you're going up the points list. It, quite honestly, I think that's what needs to happen. Like, just punt to the points if you're a captain because you're going to get crushed if you just start doing the back, the political back. Especially sort of like Keegan dealing. Bradley in the sense of like Ryder Cup, you know, over his career, very fiery guy. Like, and well, that's what they're going to say about JT. Well, I, I think that's not nice. Yeah, except the. Problem is JT's Seventh. playing like the hundredth ranked player in the world or worse right now, you know. So you, you get down the list and you you get to Morikawa, and I saw somebody I I put up like who I thought were locks, and and somebody's like, why is Morikawa lock? And it's like, well, he's ninth in points. He's twenty what six years old. I think he's first on the tour in strokes gained approach. Twenty six years old, and he has two majors, and he's and he qualifies based off of points into your top twelve. You're not passing on him. You can't pass right. on him. So then it comes down to like Ricky is in. Ricky's one hundred percent in. Great, playing great. So then you have you literally that's twelve right there. So it's either Keegan Bradley. Harmon's got a. So you got Keegan. So if you say fringe, is Keegan Bradley or Sam Burns? Sam Burns won the match play this year and is 11th in points right now. I just, there's no conceivable way that you can make a, a, a an argument for JT other than like past stuff. 
And then you, if you open the door to pass stuff, it opens the door to other people like Dustin Johnson, who went five and zero at yeah. at Whistling Straight. It opens the right. door to Patrick Reed, who has a better Ryder Cup record than Justin Thomas and has played better in the major championships than Justin Thomas this year. So, like, this is the whole the whole like paradox of like you just can't pick him unless he does something magnificent the next two weeks, which he's completely possible of doing, right. you know, like the bottom, right. as we talk about the bottom is never very far for the best players in the world. Ricky revealed, I believe I maybe had already said this, but uh, scanning Ricky's press conference. I think he said he was going to play the next two weeks, his friend JT, which would mean three M open and Wyndham championship, which I think is indicative of how, far we've fallen right now he's playing these two weeks to grind to get in the playoffs so i just don't think jt's got a lot of political capital he's got you know good for a lot of friends in high places he's sort of this brand darling um you know he's got a lot of power working with him and on his side and i you know obviously he has a lot of friends in the team room but like that's kind of what we're he's not Someone text. Uh, someone responded to a, a tweet or something, and, and compared it to like putting Tiger on the team, like when Tiger was injured or had a bad year. It's like JT is just—he's not Tiger Woods. Like he hasn't done enough in his career, and he's not done enough in like—I'm not talking about this year. We're talking like 24 months. He's not been a good enough player to be on the team when the team has this many options. Like I get it if it's like a weak year or a weird year but i don't know that 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 we've gotten to that point and so i think if you just analyze it pretty coldly and you use the word like deserve he's he's, he's not done anything to deserve a spot he's his play is not deserving of a spot right now and i think what it would do is call into question like the entire process again. Yeah. This is just a sort of political deal and he's got the right friends and the right, well, y- you know, you're setting it up talking to whoever like ZJ, like, I don't know, like what ZJ's ZJ's reply to the question yesterday was not confidence inspiring about whether, <laughs> you know, he was just like, hmm, uh, I, he's a friend and my roommate, like it was a, he was not ready for the question. Um, and it, it seemed to think he was, not ready to say he wouldn't pick him. Um, certainly, based on his play. So I don't know which way it's trending. It's an interesting subject that could be moot. I guess my whole thing is either way, it's silly to use the three days of matches to um, as proof positive that he was deserving of a pick or not. Whether he tanks it, I don't think we should pile on. And we're talking about something three months from now. And then, but, or if he like wins four points, that still doesn't mean like his play was deserving of to get on the team. So, and that's what will happen if he gets it. And, so. and here's like the other, just the real quick, like why this stuff matters too is like, sorry about this, uh, siren. No, you're Got good. the shed door Motorcycle open. Motorcycle gain is up to, uh, yeah. <laughs> must be up to mischief. One of the things about about this is like when you look back, why why it does matter too for like the other guys is when you look back on people's careers. One very pertinent statistic for American and European players is Ryder Cups. 
and Ryder Cup appearances. And for like a guy like Keegan Bradley to say, hey, you know, I played on in the Ryder Cup in what, 2008 or 2012, 2000, 2014. And then I yep. made it again in 2023. Like the span of that, the, the, the magnitude of being a Ryder Cupper over a decade apart, that's, that's not like a, a, that's a real accomplishment, right? And especially one that's earned. And that's the thing where I like struggle with like the JT picking because it's kind of like what's going on with the with the NBA with these contracts and 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 um, accomplishments, right? Like for some of these guys, making the Ryder Cup makes them a lot of money in, in endorsements too. Especially if you're er- if you earn your spot in it, right? Like everybody talks about how the Ryder Cup's not a paid event. Oh, it's totally paid. Like that event well, makes you a lot of endorsement money. That's my whole problem with the whole like with the political yes. game that we're running. Like, yeah, it's you know it's the subjective area, but this is an exhibition match where you can kind of rig it for a guy if you have the political capital and muscle. You can kind of play favorites. It's a very very lucrative thing. It's like. It, I, Tell you who wants Justin Thomas, the networks, BMW, the Omega or whatever, whoever the sponsors are, the PGA of America. Like they want Justin Thomas as opposed to Sam Burns and Brian Harmon and Keegan Bradley. They want Justin Thomas. And Cameron so Young. like, yeah. So it it is sort of a, a, it's an exhibition in a way that can kind of be, I don't want to say rigged but it can certainly be adjusted listen to make it more appealing i don't think you have to tell golf fans twice what everything in golf's about and professional golf <laughs> is about money all right we're going to talk about Ryder cup a lot more i think in the next three months and this jt discussion may be moot by i don't know a month from now i don't think the picks are for a while I mean, he's I 70 think, like, he's 77th in the fedex cup he's if, if he can't play his way into the, the FedEx, the playoffs, like you cannot. No, you can't. You cannot a, pick him. It's an open and shut case, which is why I don't understand why we're arguing that he has to be on the team right now. You know, because I, I, I don't think he he's done his current. His current position is not indicative of someone who deserves to be on the team. All right. So, now for the European team so we can get to over 55 minutes. No, get the hell septic out of here. Septic tank. Septic tank lock. Yeah, it feels like it. Thomas Dietrich, having a good day. Good week. He could, oh, he could I, do I a little backdoor action here and really uh, like a backdoor top top four, top five. Really throw a wrench. Yannick, Yannick Paul, I think, doesn't make it for Luke Donald. Seems like uh, they've adjusted the, the points. The Marunk man might be, might be out now. Yeah. Yep. He's he's sort of fading a little bit. Okay, we'll do more Ryder Cup talk in the past. I can't believe we're at 42 minutes. This pisses me off. But uh, an important discussion and, a, and a, kind of an enjoyable one. It's certainly a hot button issue. So anything else? No. You want to get to? No. Billy boy? No. Do you okay. have anything you want to get to? No, I had a bunch of notes. Does Harmon we'll win? Save it. save it for Sunday. I think he does. All right, I'll take the other side just because. Who are who? 
uh, Young? I'll take Cam Young, yeah. I feel like today, first eight holes was as close as it was going to get for Harmon. Kind of, if he's not going to win, that was when it was going to come undone. So I don't. You never know. You never know, Brendan. You never know what's going to happen with that pressure. He had to stay up all night last night. He had to sit around to try and suck down some lunch. I'll tell you what. I wouldn't have been able to eat. Love the uh, analogy of the putt about a rabbit coming out of a hole, and then he said, "No, going in a hole." I mean, it's yeah. like a rabbit going in. That's a it. Hole. No, it's a great visual of like how yeah, a, a like, putt goes in. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, 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 uh, I tweeted this, but it reminds me like a great, great putters make putts the way like. Have you ever noticed how Kevin Durant's shots go in? Yes. How it, it's yep. there's like it feels like there's like a gravitational pull around the hoop, like they yeah. like they're like whoosh when they go in i'd say it feels light off his hands and in the air and then heavy going through yes does that make sense yes um i don't know azinger had a good one at the 18th tee too let's go to 50 minutes uh he said what was it hooker every great player learns how to hook the ball and then never forgets yeah never wants to hook uh, hook it again and that's so true to do it and then yeah especially when 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 Brian Harmon and I were growing up, the only way to hit it far when you were a kid was to hook it. You wanted to draw the ball because that was the the power Get shot. It running, yeah. yeah. And and yeah. Brian Harmon used to play a big hook. I think as a junior yeah. golfer, I remember that. Yeah, uh, not a big hook, but showing. like a a draw, a sweep. Yeah. Um. Okay. An impressive showing for Brian Harmon. We'll be back Sunday. We'll be on Sunday morning. Join us on Twitter. Join us uh, via the newsletter. Uh, and then join us, I don't know when we're going to record, later tomorrow, Sunday afternoon. Last men's major round of the year. Appreciate your guys' support. We'll be back with you then.